Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Roadscast, a podcast about Scotland's roads, bridges and motorways. I'm Stuart Baird. And I'm John Hassel. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Scotland's missing motorway. Scotland's missing motorway? That's right. Okay. We have some, what I believe are quite rare and unique documents here. Yes. That we've had some time to have a look over that refer to the M6 to the M8 Fastlink. Oh, so this is that missing motorway that may well have been the M7? Yes, there it is. There's no M7 anywhere in the United Kingdom, let alone Scotland. But I suppose from a zoning point of view, mm-hmm. M7 would have made sense. Yes, for this it, would, it would have done. Okay. So it is indeed a missing motorway. It is indeed. So when did you first come to learn of this, Stuart? Because this has been a discussion mm-hmm. that I've seen certainly yep. going on online, on Sabre, that's yep. been spoken about. Because we've got an M1, M2, M3, and everything like that. But, you know, it comes at M6. Yep. Then it skims and it goes to M8. Yeah. Uh, talking about zoning, of course, seven is is within the Scottish area. So mm-hmm. why have, why have we never had this? I mean, have yeah. you heard much about this before? Or yes, unfortunately, I'm old enough to remember when <laughs> there was some discussion about this route. Okay. And it was a route that grew from 1990s proposals, and a few people out there may well be familiar with a report that was called the Routes South of Edinburgh Study. So that include was that things that spoke about also the A1? Yes. The A68? Yes. Uh, A7? The A7. And also this Fastlink. Mm -hmm. And what that study identified was that Edinburgh wasn't particularly well served by the national motorway system. That Mm -hmm. was connections to the wider UK motorway system via the M74. Because the A1... Not really a feasible route to Newcastle in England, no. even now, but especially not. It hugs the coast, doesn't it? Exactly. But I see why this is because Edinburgh being Scotland's capital, yes. you know, this is Aye. this is something you'd you'd want to try and do. But how how can you do it? You so know? <laughs> the situation then, as is still the case, was that mm-hmm. traffic heading from Edinburgh to Carlisle and beyond mm-hmm. um, tended to travel via the M8, the M73, or the A725, and then the M74 and the A74M to Carlisle. That is probably the quickest and most reliable route. Yeah, that's what to I do. To make that journey. The A702 acts as an aeroad trunk road corridor mm-hmm. that kind of is designed to yeah, do that. This, that. That road, the 702, it goes through towns and Bigger, all kinds of other places. Bigger, yeah. yeah. And it's not dual carriageway it's or anything. Not. And it has no overtaking opportunities But right at the southern end, it's okay. It's yeah. got some good improved sections, but no, you're yeah. right. Holistically, it's, it's yeah. just a single carriageway road. It is. A road that, that, that was screaming out for mm. either replacement or improvement. And there were some local improvements in the 70s that straightened out some of the bends and replaced some of the bridges. And, and, and when when the sort of a, when A74 was duelled back in the 60s, there were some improvements around about the A73, A702 junctions. Yeah. Things like that did happen. But this study, as we say, Mm-hmm. identified that Edinburgh actually was pretty poorly connected to the national motorway system. Mm. And they said, well, what can we do about that? Okay. And various consultants and engineering companies were brought on board by the Scottish office to look into this. Yeah. And eventually they decided on this project that you introduced as the M6 to M8 Fastlink. Yes. Now, the, again, it's one of these schemes that developed through the early to mid-90s was spoken about widely as being in the trunk road program for construction and then change of government 1997 and then devolution and the first new roads review the scheme was cancelled yeah however enough has been produced 
that were able to give a kind of broad overview of what that road may have looked like, mm-hmm. what classification it may have had, where its junctions would have been, and crucially, the type of road it would have been. Because yes. there's quite a few things and discussions about that, and I don't want to give it all away now, but we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> it as we go through. Uh, another thing that people might focus on is the fact that it says the M6 to M8 fast link. Yes. And that, of course, to those who listen to our M74 podcast mm-hmm. earlier this year, will remember that they were going to renumber the road. What is today the A74M was going to be renumbered as the M6 mm-hmm. up to Abington. Uh, on completion of the upgrade didn't happen clearly mm-hmm. but it would have been m6 to there and then this new road would have split off from there the m74 would have continued north as yeah. it does this fast link m7 would have continued northeastwards towards edinburgh joining the m8 at junction 4 whitburn yeah so it's kind of cu- it's cutting the corner it's kind it of is. making a triangle yeah. through i've got i've got to say that it's interesting you bit say about the m6 because mm-hmm. when i kind of first came across a title of this documentary you excitedly shared with me yeah i thought oh well this is obviously some road that went from carlisle mm. but no it didn't no, it, no. It, it kind of goes much further north much further and, north and yeah. the reason for connecting to the m8 at junction four meant that traffic looking to head north and east, so Grangemouth, Falkirk, even Stirling. I know where you're going with they this. They could then have yep. used the A to one, which at that stage was still being considered for dueling. Yeah. And the completion of the Avon Gorge section, which we spoke about in our City Deal update it's podcast. It's all coming together. Yeah. <laughs> would have all tied in nicely with that. So you would have had another route cut in the corner to take you actually further north to the M9. So you almost had the M6, M8, M9 fast link. Mm-hmm. Just consider for a fact how useful something like this would have been, mm. you know, to get up there. Because at the moment, we have a situation where all this traffic is going up the M74 and, oh, and going yeah. off of the 75. Yeah. And you've got the change. dual two-lane section of M74 as well, which is yep. particularly busy. Mm-hmm. Um, this would have taken a lot of that traffic heading for the east away from there. Yes. But you know what? This road also had other benefits. Mm-hmm. If, if you've ever been to Lanark or Forth or well, any of the towns along that corridor, yes. you're pretty cut off from the major road system you are Atlantic, i've always found lanark in particular i don't know how precious you are about it but i found it yeah. quite difficult to get to it from is. the motorway network it you've is. almost got to go up and double back to double back yes. on yourself especially if you're heading exactly. uh, heading up um, north this road would have had a junction in a73 just east of lanark effectively connecting it to the motorway network and likewise with fourth and fault house mm-hmm. other you know villages in south lanarkshire west Lothian, um that are quite big yeah, they would also have had better connections to the to the the national motorway system as well. Exactly, which they don't have at the minute. They're cut off. They're they're, they're only accessible through single carriageway roads, non trunk. Incidentally, I, I I agree because any of these places are not generally places I pass through. Yeah. Um, because there's nothing really near them in, in forms of major yeah. roads. So we've got a copy of the the sort of finalised <laughs> route plan here, rustling, rustling away on a big sheet of A3 paper, <laughs> and it's one that we've kind of marked up. Mm-hmm. So should we talk about the, the sort of route corridor first? Do you think you want to talk us through that? I think we'll t- yeah we'll talk about the route corridor. Yeah, and I think it's best to to start from the um, let's call it M six from the M six <laughs> definitely yeah. M six end, which of course at the moment is uh, of the M seventy four yeah um, or A seventy four is, is uh, at the moment, which mm-hmm. is actually at the M seventy four at junction twelve. So that's uh, is that Millbank. Yes, it is. Yeah. Millbank Junction from there. So the road would have gone north from here. And it looks like they've got, at the beginning at least, three different options um, of, of where the road would have gone. Yeah. Now, 
just i know we're, we're speaking here we can't show you what we're looking at so to speak but there are no junction details on this they are really are just lines when the podcast goes live on friday i will ensure that a copy of this schematic is shared as part of the the social yes is it going to be on social media it will be wonderful well you know where to look then Mm -hmm. so that's fine um but then there are no junction details here and uh, something maybe you can talk about maybe you might know or we can speculate is that would junction 12 the m74 be modified in any way to accommodate this fast link because at the moment that junction is a kind of dumbbell type yeah. interchange. Uh, is this massive road that they were proposing just going to be plugged into that roundabout? I, I, don't, I, I don't know. It's difficult to tell, and, and even in this sort of a report that's been produced, it doesn't really it doesn't really show what the junction layout would have been. I wouldn't have been surprised if it tied into the roundabout just to the north of Millbank. Wow. Well. We could end up with another kind of cathode type situation that we had for years down on the M6 and the A14, where they've just plugged in a major road onto something like that. But uh, anyway, continuing northwards, um, as we say, it doesn't say what junctions, it's just really the kind of towns it's going near. Um, As it continues northwards on these two different routes, uh, kind of parallel in the area, going past towns, it eventually goes up towards Lanark, and this is where yeah. you say it actually intersects with the A73. Yeah, and it, and it almost runs parallel to the A70 for its first length. I know that, right. Yeah, so the yeah. A70 Edinburgh Air Road, mm-hmm. um, looking at this particular schematic, the roundabout at the end of what was the old A74 dual carriageway, B7078 mm-hmm. now, I imagine this new road, if they were going to be cheap and they weren't building a fork directly yeah. from the motorway with free Because that, that's what I'd imagine it yeah. should be, like a fork. You would yeah. have thought so. You mm-hmm. would have thought that would have been the sensible option. But this is Britain. <laughs> and the sensible option doesn't always necessarily come, come yeah, first. You are right. Yeah. Okay. So, useful way to get to Lanark, mm-hmm. um, at least coming from the south. Yeah. Uh, sorry, coming from the south, heading north. Yeah. Um, that would go past Lanark. Um, the blue route, if you can imagine this, and you will see this if you look on, on Facebook or Twitter where we have shared this, is further to the west. And in my opinion, takes a far more direct route as it heads up towards Forth. Yeah. Uh, the red route, which is ever so slightly to the east, uh, meanders quite a bit mm-hmm. and actually heads much nearer to Forth. Again, not sure what types of junction uh, that, that we'd have in these areas. What I do see, though, Stuart, if... Um, between Forth and Lanark, there seems to be a series of kind of lines jumping between the the red and the 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 blue route. What what these are, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, and reading the document, it looks like there were other possible routes that were ruled out mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Some of them for financial reasons, some of them from topographical reasons and, and engineering issues and conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, to give people a sort of an idea of of where all of these corridors are located, they are all located between Lanark and Carstairs. Yeah. Now, this is for relatively normal when you are planning a road. Yeah. That you come up with multiple different route options. Some of them can be crazy, yeah. but they all need to be considered. The, the westernmost corridor sits mm-hmm. almost immediately to the west of Carstairs, and the easternmost corridor sits almost immediately to the west of Carnwath. Right, okay. So, you know, they're, they're quite tightly, you know, yeah, they're spaced together. The same yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the geography 
of the area yeah. a little bit. Do you know the, this area quite well? Yeah. yeah, it's quite hilly. It's mostly agricultural. Yeah. yeah. The first thing I'm looking at is this is a considerable distance mm-hmm. and quite hilly as well. Oh, yeah. And one of the things about this red route looks like it's trying to skirt around the hills a little bit. Yeah. Um, possibly that, that would be the cheaper of the options. Very probably. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. this blue route looks like... Well, I'm not going to use the T word here for tunnelling, but um, it might be even a fact there's be very deep cuttings and things like that. Certainly much more direct route. Yes. Yeah. Going up. Eventually the, the, the routes kind of, uh, route options merge together just to the kind of south southeast of Fold House. Now, there is a junction um, that I think would go in here. Now, that, is that the A71? That's the A71. Yep. So that's between Fold House well same way and, and uh, Brief. <laughs> You know Brie? I know Brie. Yeah. Yep. So obviously between between the two of those, mm-hmm. junction there, A71. And important, I suppose, to note that for fourth, um, the red corridor went east of the, the village. Yeah. The blue corridor goes west. Mm-hmm. Uh, no immediate connection to the road network, either north or south of fourth, mm-hmm. uh, probably because this was intended for fast. fast moving traffic to get it, you know, quickly to Edinburgh. So they didn't want to put in too many junctions there. But it wouldn't have been too much of a drive to get to the junction uh, further down, either at the E71 or down at the E73. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's fine. And then from that point where it would kind of uh, cross over the, the, the A71 or have a junction with it, it just really continues straight north up to the M8 Junction 4 and ties in with the road just outside um, East Whitburn, uh, which is that, that small junction just south of the um, M8 Junction 4. Yeah. Indeed. Now, see when you think about it, this is a road that makes perfect sense from right. lines on a map point of view. Mm-hmm. If you want desire lines, as people talk about, and the movements that people want to make, this is a very obvious one. Okay. Okay. And drawing a straight line from junction four to the M8 down to junction twelve of the M74, it makes it does make a lot of sense. In it a does. weird way, though, yeah. it doesn't actually connect between two cities. It goes yeah. from nowhere to nowhere, Stuart. Yeah. But it connects two very important roads together. Yeah. In a way, and, and would have improved access it, to a number of places in this very underserved corridor. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, we sh- and and kind of just sorry, just to cut no, in no, again. No, no, right. Just thinking that really, it's a replacement. We were saying it's a replacement of the A seven hundred two, right? But see, mm-hmm. really, when you think about it. It's, it's a replacement of the A702, the mm-hmm. A70, the A706, you know, the mm-hmm. Lanark to Bathgate Road, is it? Yeah. Um, and actually, to an extent, the A71 as well. Yes, you know? although the A71 is making a kind of a, I would say, west, west-east type yeah. movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But people would not feel the need to cut across that anymore, uh, to be honest exactly. with you. Exactly. I, I did actually have to do that when there were a lot of roadworks on at Hamilton. Yeah. Is go that way and take the, the A71 to kind of cut back it's towards West Lothian. Probably would have taken traffic off of all of these these routes, which is probably why it was felt to be so justified. Yeah. You know, at the time. Um, now, okay, so we've discussed the, the corridor, uh, obviously joining the M8 Junction 4. Now, mm-hmm. that would have been an interesting detail there because obviously the M8 is dual 2, you would have mm-hmm. had this dual two lane. We so assume. it's de- we assume. I yep. mean, it doesn't really say this in the document, but it 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 does refer to it being special road. Yes, special road, limited access. So that's yeah. We're yep. not we're safe to assume. No it's farm and agricultural traffic on this. This is a fast link. Yep. This is for vehicles, traffic, goods, whatever moving from Edinburgh to the south, R- vice versa. Yeah. Yep. This was not about letting tractors take a quicker route from Fort Lanark. It was definitely not about that. So we know that it would have been a minimum dual two. Yeah, and going all the way from, well, what was it, kind of 
dual three, dual two at the section at M74 Junction yeah. 12, up to, as you say, Stuart, a mm-hmm. dual two section of the M8. Though bearing in mind there was a commitment at that time to widen the M8 to dual three. To dual three. Yes. Yeah. A long-term commitment. Because this was early 1990s. Yeah, early 90s. When we had that resurgence of road building in Scotland and we had tons of schemes that all came. Now, yeah. a lot of them had been delayed in mm-hmm. the late 70s and it was the 90s before they came back but they did come back and we got some of them yeah of course um like like newbridge newbridge uh, roundabout ex- extension yeah. the m8 extension and stuff like that and yeah. t- towards edinburgh but um this is the thing where i don't think they would have modified m8 junction 4 whitburn mm. because you can see that the the proposal here actually stops south of that on the a801 yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so mm, how do I think that would have worked? So I was actually at M8 uh, Junction 4 today. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a hugely busy junction, I'd say. It's yeah. a roundabout interchange. Um, it would have probably required the junction, in my opinion, um, to be signalised if yeah. you would have had, because you would have had a large amount of traffic coming coming yeah. off that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that beyond that, I mean, yeah, ideally you'd want some type of fork mm-hmm. uh, that would put it through, but... No, it would have been left as a roundabout and possibly signalised with the amount of traffic that would have been using this. Yeah. That's speculation. But given <laughs> it was the 90s and it was Scotland, that's probably mm-hmm. what was going to happen. Yeah. Let's be honest. The in terms of the, So in terms of the road itself, so we know that they said it was going to be a special road. Yeah. So that could mean it was either going to be an expressway type dual carriageway all-purpose road. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, not, or, or, not all-purpose because that would be for all traffic. Sorry, a, a dual carriageway. Special uh, road. Special like the Edinburgh road, City Bypass. Like Edinburgh City Bypass. Or a motorway. Yes. And if it was going to be a motorway, the obvious number... M7. Would have been the M7. Well, you'd hope so. Well, given the way motorways are numbered in Scotland, that would make... So should we say something here that... Well, we come across these things, and I've used the term M7. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the term M7 used in any official documents ever? No. No, neither have I, um, (laughs) to be honest with you. But it has been speculated, and it wasn't something I kind of came up with. It was, as in Circles Online have discussed, this is what the M7 would have been this fast, and it could have been done there. Now, there's a couple of other interesting facts about this road. So, Mm -hmm. they didn't really decide on how its construction was going to be funded. What they did say, however, was it was unlikely that the Scottish office would have the money to build it entirely from the existing budget they had at that time. Mm-hmm. So they were looking at two options. One, private finance initiative. So PFI. Like PFI, yeah. like the E74M upgrade south of Millbank. Mm-hmm. Company comes in, funds the work, builds the road, designs it and maintains it for a period yeah, of time. D- DBFO yep. type thing. Yep. So the length of road they were proposing to build, 30 to 40 miles. Mm-hmm. Yep, makes sense. That would you know, it'd be, it'd be a viable option. The other option that was very seriously being considered was to toll the road similar to the, the Midland Expressway, yep. M6 toll. So turnpike. Um, yep, <laughs> they were looking at exactly that setup as well for it. Um, but it never got beyond the stage where they you know, where they were able to make make that decision. Yeah. I just there's there's something um something about it I always think it's like it goes through some pretty remote areas. I'm mm-hmm. wondering, do you think there would have been services on it? It would have made sense for there to be at least one <laughs> service area on it. Again, just speculation, just yeah. given the length of it. And you say as it's a kind of fast link expressway, it wouldn't have had many accesses to no. the, look, the, the the areas. Would they have had to have provide a local access road? Bear in mind that this is a brand new route. So no, the answer is no. The answer is no, because yeah. they're not disrupting any pri- uh, nope. you know, right of All way or anything like that. the existing roads would have remained exactly as they were. So mm-hmm. the 70, the 73, the 702... 
all would have remained open. This was a brand new route and a brand new corridor, so no, there was no need for you know to consider existing movements that were going to be prevented or whatever. Yeah, because they weren't. Yeah, you know, because the 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 existing roads would have been there. Mm -hmm. So, I imagine there would have been a considerable number of structures required on this road. Mm -hmm. It probably would have been quite an expensive undertaking. What? How do you think this road would function? Uh, something I'm gonna I'm gonna look at another project that uses the name Fastlink, and that is of course the Aberdeen Western Peripheral Route. Mm -hmm. Now there is a Fastlink, what they call the Fastlink connection, which is actually uh, comes off the southern leg of this and goes straight down towards the A90 at Stonehaven. Yeah. You know this was considered um, as an option to have that only single carriageway. But right, it would okay. still be special road. Right. How do you think something like this would function if it was single carriageway, but limited access? Mm. Well, you're still going to get the situation where you're stuck behind a truck limited to so 40 miles an hour. This is what somebody once said to me, is it's fast until you get stuck behind something yeah. link, you know? And that's why I think you should never consider these types yeah. of things because you could end up with another kind of A9 situation. Yeah, yeah I, know, don't in many think, ways. I don't think that would have worked at all. But um, we, we think that this would have been at least dual two. Dual, yeah, we know for certain it would have been minimum mm. dual two. Yeah, because these options of single carriage can sometimes be considered a lot of the time, particularly the A90. Yeah. Um, sections of it built single carriageway and mm -hmm. then they added the other carriageway later on. Yeah. Type thing. I, and I should correct myself. I realised earlier I said 30 to 40 miles. I meant 30 to 40 kilometres. It's 20 -ish Oh, you're getting your miles. metric and your, <laughs> your imperial. See, this is your age, you see. We're in new money now, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, I, you know, really, but you think about it. We haven't yeah. built any roads of that length mm -hmm. in Scotland at any point, have we? Brand new road, 20-odd mile long? What was the Aberdeen Bypass? Probably um, longer than that, actually, was it Stuart. Really? Right? Okay. Because you, the thing is with the Aberdeen, it's very circuitous. Mm -hmm. goes in and around. It has the southern leg, and then it has the fast link, and, right. all, and it has access roads and other links to okay. it as well. So... The, the the Aberdeen bypass is actually quite quite record breaking in recent times for, for the length that's okay. actually on there. I'm sorry, I'm giving away my central belt bias again by, <laughs> by not being aware of these details. I don't know <laughs> the exact length of the AWPR, but it, it, it is quite long. Um, but we're not going to see here on the podcast and, and measure it and argue about it. But that discounted aside, no, you've got a point. We haven't done something like this. I mean, if you can think about some of the the historical schemes. Um, but most, I mean, if you look at the the M74 upgrade, that was existing corridor. Yes, you know very much. Yeah. If we look even at the M8's construction, mm -hmm. well, you know, while it didn't go over the top of the old road completely, it was damn near in the same place. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, this was a, a completely new road and a completely the, new corridor. The, the M9, in some ways, took some kind of offline sections, uh, and the M90 did as well, really, didn't it? It did, and the A90. The A90 yeah. dual carriage we up that, past Brecon and that's right Forfer. because originally it's obviously the old A92 yeah. that went much nearer the coast yeah. that you went up. So, yeah. so I suppose that was a new road and a new corridor. So that, yeah, there is some. Mm. But I'd say I mean it, this is definitely in the league of like an M6 toll type thing where it's this yeah. brand new road yeah. that's going to be going through um, kind of untouched virgin lands. You know what yeah. I mean? So oh, yeah. that's the thing. So. Here's, here's another speculation, Stuart. Um, get your maths hat, hat on here. How much uh -huh. do you think this would have probably cost um, back then? Right, well, if we put ourselves say, in the context of 1992-ish, yes. at that time they were predicting that the M8 Bailston to Newhouse scheme mm -hmm. would have been about $120 million, Okay, so right? that was for a dual three-lane motorway with um, to collect distributor roads And that as was well. over six miles, yeah. right? 
they were also saying at that time that the M74 completion would probably have been about 100 to 120 million, mm-hmm. right? To so urban motorway scheme. Urban yep. motorway, a lot of big viaducts and stuff. I imagine this may well have been a nearer 200 million mm-hmm. pound scheme, given the length, given the number of structures that were required. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a lot of work needed there, a lot of earthworks. A lot of the earthworks is what your killer is going to mm-hmm. be on this one. Um, yeah. The muck shifting involved in it. Although a lot of it's kind of, well, it is all agricultural land it's going through, so acquisition costs are mm-hmm. not going to be massive. Yeah. That said, not a lot of, probably no property acquisition. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some compulsory purchase of land. But that's what I meant, compulsory yeah. purchase maybe of land. Maybe not yeah. particularly expensive land yeah. or, or desirable land, given the locations and how cut off it is. Yeah. So actually, so maybe somewhere, maybe like 150, 200 million-ish for construction. I think... I think you're right. Okay, so say they wanted to build it right now. Mm-hmm. What do you think then? Are you going to get the inflation calculator? Are you going to well, cheat? Or are you going to work it what out? What are they saying? Now? Are they saying $2 billion for the A9? Yes. And that's 100 miles. Mm-hmm. So 50 miles would be a billion. Yeah. $500 I, million maybe? I would say you're looking at 500 600 million yeah. or something like that. That just goes to show how expensive it is oh, now yeah. to do these yeah. things. So... Another thing, um, is it's probably one of our most speculative podcasts, but was there um, was there any kind of uh, a talk about what the public's reaction was for this? Was there a strong kind of um, ask for, for this type of route? From I'd imagine, certainly from the kind of transport section, hauliers and things like that would love this. I know the sat-nav would certainly send people this way, but I just kind of want, want to kind of know what the public's reaction was. To, to building such a route would be what kind of environmental concerns would come to this because you've got to remember the era of this was around about that 1990s kind of time when there were lots of protests about roads it was the early 1990s that we had like Twyford Down we had uh, the Newbury Bypass in the, in, the, in the middle of that decade the M77 and, and things like that and I, I wonder along this particular corridor um, if there is any kind of sites of special scientific interest, if there is any kind of ecological things that you really have to consider that that, that might might not be typical for other routes that are, that are doing, just want to know what kind of people's reaction would be. From when we shared some information on this in social media a couple mm-hmm. of years back, there were some people who lived locally at the time or whatever who remembered the road being mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there being some positive responses from the local authorities, so West Lothian, South Lanarkshire Council. Yeah, because of the improved connections, you know, through this, to their through this sort of fourth valley kind of corridor. Yeah, right. Um, I've also seen some comments online from people who who live there who just thought it would be a good thing because they could quickly get to the motorway system. Mm-hmm. I guess the other thing it probably would have done would have led to sprawl. Would More it though if it was a fast link? This is the thing. Now the Aberdeen Western peripheral route, the Aberdeen bypass, has been accused of a potential being a, a sprawl magnet. Mm. It has quite a few junctions and yeah. lots of things on it. But would this route have really done well, that? I mean, it's quite remote. Think of places like Fold House, mm-hmm. right? That are quite small but have loads of land run about them. If suddenly there was this full access junction with the A seventy one, housing developers and people are going to go, "Hang on a minute." You're right, housing developers. What can yeah. we? What farmland can we snap up here and yeah. build three hundred houses on? Mm-hmm. And the same thing might well have happened at Forth and at Carnwath yeah. and at Carstairs and Lanark. So and where the houses go in, Asda will follow. Exactly. Yeah. And then other things come along. And then before you know it, you've got, you know, huge areas all, you know, building up roundabout there because they're mm-hmm. in the commuter belt for Edinburgh. That's right. You know, uh, you this know. would obviously have been better. So I can Edinburgh. imagine you could, on this, if this road was built, if you then lived in Forth 
for yeah, example. Edinburgh then becomes you, commutable. <laughs> because you could get to Junction 4 just yeah. looking at this here, probably in about 15 minutes, Yeah, you know, uh, if, if the road's clear. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, a good, a, you know, kind of good comparison for this road, really. Think about the Glasgow Southern Orbital and the way that it goes between two motorways and think of all the housing that's now appearing at the top end of that that would probably never have I've gone come. there before. Thinking of like yeah. Jackton, here Myers, and then at the other end at the Newton Mern's Ed Crook for all these places where this road is, it's like a magnet, mm. like you say. You know, so this people because it's convenient. Yeah, so and that's a testament, same effect. a testament to its success, perhaps. But uh, yes, it, it, you you do have a point there. But I'm just looking. I I look at this proposal. It's just very remote. So perhaps uh, it, it's good to hear. You know that people had generally a kind of a positive thing to say about it. At, at least gauging what folk had said to us on social media. Um, am I in favour of it? Hmm. I, I um. I I kind of think it, without trying not to be biased, because I stay very much in an area that's at the top end of of where this route would go. It'd be massively handy to me. But there is a case where we do already have the M seventy four going up, and to me, it's not a huge inconvenience to kind of kind of go across and then have this other road going all the way up is it maybe a bit excessive um there's a reason why they never actually went through and built this sort of thing Stuart. Yeah. it couldn't have been that important in the fact that this scheme that we're talking about right now is dead and buried it is it's gone it, it, it's you one know? of the few from the last what 30 years that mm -hmm. was definitively cancelled so yeah. there was two there were two schemes that stand out to me that were that a, a final line was drawn under them mm -hmm. m80 steps to hags via the kelvin valley mm -hmm. and this yeah both gone cancelled in the one in the one review and what happened was so in 1999 when the scottish parliament was formed um the scottish government had a scottish executive as it was then um had a roads review and um, that had been held back so that the uk government had announced one for england and wales Scotland held back because obviously the Scottish executive was coming in and that reported in November 1999. I am just pulling it up on the screen okay. and we'll read to you what it says and what the <laughs> reasons that were that were given for its cancellation. Okay. I am keen to hear this. Oh, yes. But this is this is a good document. This is one we have had for a while. So it was the Travel Choices for Scotland. Okay. Strategic Roads Review Scheme Decisions published on the 4th of November 1999 interestingly at that point they were still referring to the to the section as the scottish executive development department mm -hmm. you'll remember the scottish development department mentioned in our old documents going all the way back to the 1960s yes yep uh, so a lot, a lot of changes have come in the last 20 years since the the formation of of the parliament so we're going to bring up what it actually says and basically that reviewed a number of things there so actually decided on the schemes that were to go forward ones that had to be given further consideration and some that just were cancelled completely mm. and the schemes that were taken forward at that point for construction immediately was the m77 fennec to mallet's um the a1 heading to haddington to dunbar expressway the a78 or dross and saltcoats bypass yes the a830 arasig the a96 falkabers mustardloch bypass and what, what date do you say is on this particular report this is november 1999 okay it took quite a few years for some of these to materialize it, it sure did because it said the other schemes 
if offered multiple options, would be analysed further in multimodal corridor studies. Remember that Central Scotland corridor study yeah. series that went along with the M80 and the M74 and the, M and the mm. M8? That was all there. So the M8 bails into Newhouse and the M80 steps to Hags Online route were also taken forward mm -hmm. as part of that. Okay. Um, they also This was also the time where they said that they would build a, a replacement fourth crossing up at uh, Kincardine. Okay, at, which became Clax, became Clax. Yep. because there was another report setting forth, um, which came of that that was kind of binned. Yeah. Um. In in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. They they referred a couple of schemes back to the local authorities for further consideration. M seventy four completion mm -hmm. and the eight thousand upgrade. Yeah. So what became the M nine spur? M nine spur. Yeah. Um. The the appointed consultants to take forward preparatory work for the Kincardine Bridge replacement. Clax Bridges that then became, mm -hmm. became and then there was uh, three other schemes that were going to be held in abeyance and considered alongside other emerging priorities for a future trunk road programme and three of these only one of them I believe has been built, two possibly you'll, you'll put me right here, okay. the A68 Dalkeith Northern Bypass did that happen? Yes. That, but it was only single carriageway rather than dual wasn't yes. it? Yep. Yep. The A90 uh, Balmede to Tipperty, that's done now. That's Joel. done. That They bundled that in. It was separately originally from the Aberdeen Western Peripheral Route, but they bundled it in with that, and it has been done. Okay, and we then had the A985 Recife Bypass, which has never <laughs> That's forward. a whole other podcast. Yes, you know? <laughs> it is. That one, sadly, has never gone forward. Yeah. Okay, um, six schemes were not to be progressed at that time. Okay. Okay. They were the A9 Helmsdale to Ord of Caithness. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is. Duncan would know. Duncan would be your man. I've been to mm -hmm. Helmsdale uh, and up that, that that section. The A9 kind of takes a bit of a drop in quality in those areas as well. Yep. The A92 Preston to Balfarg. Any ideas? No. The A9, I... A96 Keith Bypass. Yes, I know that one. That was a single carriageway bypass that was going to go around the side of Keith. Has that um, never been built either? No, it's not. And I believe we're going to talk about that in a future podcast. That's a pity. Um, M80 steps to Hags via the Kelvin Valley. Obviously, that was killed off completely. But we did get our upgrade of the M80. We did. Mm -hmm. And the A1 Haddington to Dunbar draft order option now what that was that was the original scheme that had more junctions along the line hmm. uh, but they went for the expressway yeah, option that, yeah because it's bereft of junctions along there and then finally we have the the fast link scheme okay now, i will read to you what it says here because mm -hmm. we do like so is this the last links. word on the fast link from yes. an official um kind of context Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay, so it says this road, recommended by the Roots South of Edinburgh Review in 1990, would represent a considerable enhancement of the Central Scotland motorway network, providing <laughs> a new 37 kilometer long link between the M8 at Whitburn and the A74M at Douglas. The estimated cost of this scheme at almost 90 million, okay? So that's You're not a million miles yeah. away, were you? Mm -hmm. What did you say? I, and... I thought 100 to 200. Now, uh or then, uh, so then you, you were, yeah. ah, it's all right, okay, maybe close-ish, close-ish. Close personally, I think ninety million is a bit low for that. Mm, um, who knows what it might not even add hard shoulders. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so the estimated cost of this scheme almost ninety million is substantial, and the environmental impact of creating a new high-quality road through the hitherto rural countryside of West Lothian and South Lanarkshire is considerable. Mm. The route would service the Forth Valley. Edinburgh and the fourth bridgehead to the north east of Scotland. However, 
it would compete with other trunk road links including the A702 to the east and the M74 M80 to the west. Now, that's that's a bit of an excuse because <laughs> they're quite far away um, and, and the A702 is low standard. Mm. So that's, that's your standard political speak for, you know. For now, this is a hatchet job and yeah. we're getting rid of it. <laughs> uh, and okay. then it finishes off by saying, given the limited resources available for new trunk road schemes and the stronger performance of the other motorway schemes in the appraisal, there is no valid case for keeping open the option of constructing this road. And they closed the book on Fastlink. And... <laughs> That's that's all, folks. Cue, <laughs> cue Looney Tunes music. Until we've brought it up just now, um, you know, to, to talk about such a thing. Yeah. That being said, do you, do you ever see something like this ever coming up again? No. No. In not in areas? the current climate. Uh, do you not think there would be more of a case for dueling, sort of dueling, widening the existing motorways first? M8... S- and then the M74. M74 with these areas, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you were to provide three lanes from Edinburgh to Newhouse and three lanes from Hamilton to Douglas mm-hmm. on both of those roads, you would immediately kick up the speeds. You would do. Anyway. I mean, one of the problems you have is in that, that any of those two-lane sections of the M74, more so, say, than the M74 and the M8, but as soon as a lorry pulls out to overtake, the whole thing grinds to a halt, you know? Yeah. So, um, no, I, I, I imagine suppose it's, there it's not have been we're going to see. So maybe some significant journey time savings, though. Yes, that would have been the other the thing benefit. is is one of the things we never talk about as a as a as a, as a benefit in in sometimes having quite a a well connected road network is you build in a kind of resilience to the network that um, you know should major incidents shut the road or or works or things like that. It's always nice to have options. We do we've thought about this in Scotland. We're clever up here. Yeah. Because we've actually got that with the M eight, the M eighty and the M nine and the eight seven six link. Mm-hmm. We do actually have two ways across. If they built this fast link, yeah. there would be another way across. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have another thing, a kind of a fantasy idea that mm-hmm. if this wasn't to go ahead is why don't they actually just look at upgrading something like the A seven? Well, that did come out of that route south of Edinburgh study but, but as well. But significantly upgrade. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about on the cheap here, but I'm talking about a, a, an expressway-type standard road. It would mm-hmm. bypass all these areas. And then you could go direct from Carlisle. But then that would be a much, much longer road. It would be. Yeah. And I suppose why they picked this was this would take effect for the, that you've actually taken you know, um, three three lanes yeah. uh, up to that section. So you'd be yeah. wasting that third lane then because that traffic would be going off. But you know what? The, the A7 is a route that, you know, could do with upgrades in some areas. Exactly. Now, just, mm-hmm. just done a quick calculation on Google using the distance tool. And the existing <laughs> okay. route via the A725 Belsell Bypass, so the M74 up to Junction 5, mm-hmm. A725 up to Junction 7A, and then the M80 is from there. That's coming out at just about 60 kilometres mm-hmm. or... 36 37 miles so the the fast link was going to be what 37 kilometers yeah 20 miles so yeah so say it was a 70 mile an hour road mm-hmm. that's a 20 minute journey time to use it versus a 36 37 minutes so you could have been maybe a 20 minute journey time saving it and that's mm-hmm. not considering any congestion on those existing routes well yeah that, you and know. so you'd, you'd be dodging wraith yeah. Um, and other things and Baylor. I mean, the movement that you've got to make from the right now from the M seventy three north to the M eight heading east and having to go yeah. down to the roundabout is pretty poor, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, it's it's it would have made so you would have saved quite a lot of time on yeah, that. Yeah, oh yeah, completely. Yeah. But there you go. Mm-hmm. You know. One for one for the history books, that one, I think. Well you never know, maybe in thirty years if we're still doing this podcast, these things might be mooted again. 
you just never you never know, know what's coming and you know i think it's been really quite good to discuss an unbuilt scheme again an unbuilt scheme we that's not in glasgow it's not in glasgow we haven't <laughs> spoke about unbuilt schemes for ages yes and if anybody has any other unbuilt schemes they want to know about mm-hmm. and they would like us to talk about them and research them Suggest send us it. yeah send us an email or a message or something and tell us what you think about the scheme as well yeah. because it gives us a bit something to kind of prefix it with exactly if this is the one that you thought this is rubbish they shouldn't build this it's a waste of money or yeah. i was against it let us know about this as well we could look into that and, and kind of you know parry some of those points yeah so um we we have in fairness you're just teeing it up we, we have come across some new material recently we have lots um, of new material and the thing it's cool to talk about is really exciting and it does include some things that were never built yes like a dune bypass oh don't give it away <laughs> <laughs> no we we have quite a few things and i suppose we could bundle these into a podcast but no let's, let's just let's get in touch if there's any particular schemes um i'd also suggest that if, if there are schemes that people would have loved to have seen even if they were never mooted like yeah. a, a bypass for your particular town or an upgrade of a road suggest these two because they're always quite good discussion points yeah most definitely yeah uh, and of course if you do have any questions from anything that we've raised in this feel free to drop us a line uh, we'll yeah. try and answer them the best we can might even revisit this in a future podcast mm. if we come across any new material that backs up any of our speculation or assumptions or whatever yes yeah. that 90 million cost that, that, that's in that road review i'm not i'm not entirely convinced by that that incidentally is the same document that said the m74 completion was going to cost 180 million uh, and Do you think on. it was maybe a Friday afternoon job, somebody <laughs> writing this, and it was just, just like, I'll oh, just get it in there. It's never going to get built anyway. Yeah. Who cares? You, you know, know, little did they know, you know, 30 years later, some guys would be talking about it on a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's it. I, I don't think there's any much more to say about it. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I hope people have enjoyed it. Yeah. So, it's yeah. The, the mystery motorway, the missing mystery motorway. We're, we're, we're we'll never get an M7, no. I don't think. I don't think so. So, think um, so. there we go. That number remains vacant indeed let's hope it gets picked up <laughs> at some point <laughs> anyway we hope you've enjoyed this podcast and, and as always you can hear all of our podcasts in the usual channels mm-hmm. uh, itunes uh, or apple podcast as it is now spotify mm-hmm. podbean youtube Google, youtube they're everywhere anywhere you find podcasts you'll find us searching yep. for the scottish roads cast although the fact that you're listening to this one means you found us already yes exactly <laughs> but uh, it's always worth mentioning it's yep. also worth mentioning about social media and particularly on this podcast because we're mm-hmm. going to be sharing the map of it yeah so check out us on facebook instagram uh, and on twitter as well and you can see all the usual posts on there absolutely and continue to visit the website scottishroadsarchive.org yes. we have a new a9 route page launching very 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 soon mm-hmm. it will be the most definitive a9 page on the entire internet yeah there's some exclusive material on there that you can download mm-hmm. old booklets things like that never seen before in public yeah get and on photographs there. and oh and the photographs and the thing is this ties in well with with obviously the the work that's going on in the a9 at the mm-hmm. moment particularly if you visited the northern end up at sloch absolutely so well worth a read of that page uh, and there's obviously the Keswick Bridge page that launched in August to celebrate the 40th anniversary. Yep. The booklets are still available. They're flying out the door, but there are still some available. Mm-hmm. If you want to support what we do, get on there, pick one up. The Erskine and Kingston anniversary booklets also still available. Good. More coming soon. 
Can I just ask a very quick question about yes. Keswick? Yes. I haven't got a copy of my booklet yet, and I requested Goodness one two weeks sick. ago, and I've still not got it, so have you got any left for me? Well, yeah, you really should take that up with management. <laughs> but, uh, yep, I think I've got some cash on me. I'm sure we can see about that, yes. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. Okay, well, this has been a good podcast, and I've really enjoyed this, Stuart, so hopefully, again, we can talk about another unbuilt road scheme in Scotland. Let's hope so, and we'll see you all soon. Yeah, see you later. Bye. Bye.